Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 163 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Turn down your volume. No, I'm joking. We're turning it up to 11, man. Um, thank you to everyone for watching last week's episode, which was, of course, a recap of our experiences at the Atlanta Vinnie Vincent Kiss Expo. And, and one thing I, I just want to make absolutely clear, even with the challenges of people in line, uh, the long waits, everyone met Vinnie. You know, and got a photo or an autograph with him, and Vinny was fantastic. I had a great time. Um, you know, maybe that didn't come across with some of the the rants. You know, and everyone's experience was different. The lines were horrendous, and Derek has been on three sides and explained that he does want to try and make things better for the National Expo, and hopefully he will. You know, he will have gotten quite a bit of feedback. Um, but at the end of the day, I shook Vinny Vincent's fucking hand and got his autograph and got to sit there and watch him play an acoustic set for the first time in well ever uh and his first live performance a proper live performance in since the last invasion show because all those expos that he kind of noodled around on don't really count to me uh just him with a guitar up on stage so so don't let us put you off going to nashville i say go to nashville i'm going to nashville i'm going to do it again i want another photo with Vinny. hopefully a better one um you know, even though the one I got isn't terrible by any means, I would just like another one with him. I'd like to meet more fans, hang out with uh, people rather than, you know, I enjoy our podcast, but to be in person and meet people, it's just for me where it's at. So I will be in Nashville and I will do it again. And, you know, I, I hope it is uh, Robert Fleischman with Vinny because the two of them, Lonnie, you know, what what are your thoughts on last week's show and anything that maybe you didn't quite manage to get you know, across? Everything that, you know, like you said, everybody had a different experience. And, yeah, I guess last week's show had a lot of complaining and was really more of a downer. But you know what? Like I said in the middle of the show that at the end of the day, Derek did produce, produce Vinnie Vincent. And that's not that's something that no one has been able to accomplish in 20 plus years. So my hat's really off to Derek for doing that. Were the lines long? Yeah, the lines were long. Did they move slow? Heck yeah, they moved slow. But you know what? It was also Vinny's first appearance in 20 years. People wanted to meet him. People had things to say to him. And to Vinny's credit, Vinny could have sped that line along if he wanted to. But I think Vinny was thoroughly and genuinely enjoying and just soaking in the moment as it happened. And it wasn't your typical autograph line where the rock star just has his head down does a scribble and then one of his handlers hands it back to you or he doesn't even look you in the eye. He doesn't touch the item that you are giving him. Then he looked at you. You talked to him. You said what you had to say. He listened to you. A lot of the times he conversed back with you and every eye. And like when I was standing in there and he's been being handed an item, he looks at it. He goes, Oh wow. Look at this. He had something to say about almost everything that was presented to him. Like um, my buddy, Joe Odell gave me his, his uh, hardbound book out of his um, Kiss box set. He had it and had he had already had Mark St. John sign on the inside of one of the pictures in there of Mark. He says, can you have Vinny sign on the picture of Vinny on the inside? And I gave it to Vinny and Vinny looks at it and he signs. He goes, oh, wow, these books are really nice, you know, and he starts flipping through it a little bit. You know, he he was genuinely just into it and and conversing with you the whole time. And it, it was a great and that's why where people were, and I've, I've, I've watched a lot of other people's podcasts this week and gotten other people's feedback and of what they thought and everybody and the consensus is on a lot of them. Everybody was complaining while they were in line, but once they got out of line with their stuff signed, they met Vinnie Vincent for the first time when they've been waiting for 20 plus years, everybody walked out of there with smiles on their faces and was like, and, the, and in the moment they're like, yeah, that was, I don't care. It was totally worth it. I got to meet Vinnie Vincent and he was, genuinely nice to me it wasn't an awkward or a just a downer experience he was so freaking cool so and kudos to Derek for producing him and apparently he's going to produce him again 
So, yeah, ab- absolutely, Derek deserves a, a great deal of uh, congratulations for what he accomplished with that. There's always going to be learning points. No matter what expo you go to, there's always something that we can improve on, whether we're the promoter, organizer, um, even dealers. You know, I always I learn something new every time I do a table. Um, but again, it was for me, it was all about the people. And there were such a great bunch of people, whether they were the people behind the tables or coming up to tables. It was fantastic uh, to do the duffel bags full of my books, um, just to meet people and chat, hang out, talk, kiss. Awesome stuff all weekend. Could not have been better from that perspective. And yeah, I didn't have to do the lines, but we just want to make absolutely sure that, you know, it, it's easy for uh, the overall tone of a show to come across as negative. The you know the whole thing with our tribe gathering was not so whether we were down in the bar up at the buckshot what uh, was a cafe you know having right. having beers with friends new and old um, you know it, it was all good and and at the end of the day if the price to pay was uh, seven hours in line then you know what I think it was it's easy for me to say because I wasn't in line well <laughs> was and I was it. in line but I told you that I told you Saturday night that you know what right. this might have been the best kids experience I've had in a really long time. Yeah. And can, I can waited I just, in line all day. It was still one of the greatest. Can I just say one thing though? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna diss anything about this. I really ain't because I think that the whole consensus that I got from watching all the different uh, podcasts about this too is that everybody was thrilled to see Vinny. Vinny looked like he had an awesome time, and that really projected even on the things of, from the footage that I saw. It looked like he had a fantastic time, and that really translated. So I was very I had a good time just watching him, you know, so that was great. Um, the the thing, though, I think that most people had the problem with had nothing to do with Vinny. I think the problem everybody had with was that the issues that happened at this Atlanta Expo seemed to be the same issues that people complained about in the other expos, in L.A., in New York. It's always something that had to do with the promoter. Now, I'm not just going to finger point at him. I mean, it's very difficult to probably run this sort of an event, especially with that many people, but... I'm wondering how many times he's going to get these complaints before he maybe starts adding some people to help him out with this. That's the only thing I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, I, and, and, I, and I hope he's you know talking to people who've got experience in that realm. It's easy for me to say, you know, hey, don't do numbers. Do, do groups so that you can announce overhead. Everyone in Group A, it's time for your photograph of Vinnie Vincent. Come line up now. You know, uh, or you know, I, there there are ways. There's got to be ways, and I hope that he realizes that the smoother it runs, the faster he can process people and get them in line, the more money can be made. Actually, so it benefits him. It benefits Vinny. You know, you know, I don't think he can go through the situation that he went through in New York. And I'll, I'll say this: he got all the photos up on the website. Very well. I did finally get mine. Um, they were up. They were perfect. No complaints. The only thing still missing are the candidates, which I, I still do want. But you know what? I'm not going to harass him. I got my photo. Got to see everyone else's. I downloaded them in a zip file. So five years from now, if someone's like, oh, I've never got my – yeah, well, I've got a copy. So, uh, you know. Uh, Mark, before we get into today's topic, were there – you weren't on last week's episode, obviously. So did you have any questions for Lonnie or myself uh, about the expo that we didn't kind of answer or do you want to just get into your first pick for today's topic um i think to be honest everything that i had on my mind about the expo was explained in great detail i mean it was a two-hour uh you know episode and there was lots of things talked about it wasn't just like it was two hours of nothing it was a lot of information given right for sure during that uh, any way you slice it right i mean obviously i'm sure you know, Ken would would have liked to have gotten a few extra words in, but I still think overall the information was given that most people would have probably wanted to know. Let's just face it, right? I mean, that was, you know, in any way that he presented it, good old Andy, he, he'll tell you how he feels, and that's how he is, and you got to love him for that, right? Yeah. So, so. Um, but other than that, um, I'm ready for today's topic. So. All right. So last word on that is if you didn't get all the information out of ours, check out Three Sides episode with Derek. Check out Podcast Rot City did a great recap. Decibel Geek, again, a great recap. Uh, my good friend Jonathan Fenno was on Kiss My Collectibles with Jason. And who else was on that with him? Uh, oh, Andrew. Scab, Andrew. Scab Daddy. Um, you know, so he uh, – he, he, of course, is a really cool guy. 
and got to recount not just you know the events of the weekend but himself as a fan and what he does so great episode of kiss my collectibles all the podcasts you know i I probably forgot one and i apologize um you know check them all out and you'll get the the full view of what happened and of course uh today i believe three sides shared a midweek episode mark cicchini interviewing the god of thunder and you know what mark did a great job at the expo and he did a great job with gene it was an entertaining watch so congratulations kudos to you and kudos to your guest next week which uh Everyone will have to wait until next week to watch. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, one last thing is Alan Tate, Ages of Rock podcast, has put up all the video of the Q&As that he filmed, including the one that I was drafted in at the very last moment to do with Jeff and Kurt. So that is now up. I'm embarrassed, but I, well, you know, I didn't have any time to prepare. So that's my excuse, and I'm going to stick to it. Let's get into today's topic. And I want to kind of stick with the theme of Vinnie Vincent because of what he did at this expo. He got up on stage and I'd heard that he had been uh, playing a bit of acoustic guitar during some of the photo sessions with people. And I was hoping that he would do so during his Q&A, and he certainly did. He came out and performed a little bit of A Million to One, Some of Tears. Um, blew my freaking mind with that time of year. I just mm-hmm. basically had a little puddle going when he started playing that. How did the chords go? Yeah, it was just beautiful. And then, yeah. of course, the awesome... Goes, How's it start again? And goes, What's the first verse again? <laughs> yeah, so, so I had hoped, I had hoped, I had hoped that he would do something. And then, of course, back on the streets and Fleischman gets up with him and that was just a beautiful moment to get to witness amongst so many beautiful moments. So what I've come up with for our topic today is... You're organizing a Vinnie Vincent Unplugged performance or album, similar to how Kiss did theirs in 1996. What are the sorts of songs that you want to pick? And I've said 15. If you manage to get to 15, congratulations, um, that you would like to see Vinnie perform. And who? What format would you kind of like it to take? Um, So, you know, right now I'm going to say, without a doubt, and no disrespect whatsoever to Mark Slaughter, I would like to see him do it with Robert. There there was obviously an emotional bond there, and there was obviously quite a bit of negative energy coming from Vinny in relation to Mark. And you know what? Mark's got Slaughter, so I don't think he really needs the invasion any longer. He's grown past that in his life. Um, So I I want Mm -hmm. it to be a Vinny with a Robert Fleischman on vocals, and then with drums and bass, you know, just a traditional acoustic set, um, maybe a second guitarist just to take the load off Vinny and, and help give it a little bit more texture. Lonnie, what, how would you want to see the Unplugged session go down with Vinny? I would like it with, obviously, with Robert. Um, there was so much chemistry when he was on stage with Robert, and the smile on Vinny's face when, when Robert just jumped up there was just incredible, and it's I mean, Vinny was like glowing when when Robert sat down next to him. So I would like it with Robert and maybe another guitar, and that's about it. I'd like it as stripped down as possible because when he got up stage, when he got on stage and did Tears, in the manner that he did it, it was just mind blowing what he was doing. And yeah, it was stripped down and was it unrehearsed? Sure, but the way he played that song so different than even the demos and even the Peter Chris version it was just it was it was insane how how much different it was um so I, I would like something ex- very very similar to what we experienced um at the expo just maybe maybe another guitar along with them to play to play a little a little rhythm along with them but that's about it perfect mark how about you well, honestly, I'm going to preface this by saying that if a few weeks before this was done, this whole uh, showing of Vinny playing acoustic on stage, if you would have told me, you know, to come up with this topic, I would have probably laughed and said, Vinny Vincent doing an acoustic set? I, I just can't see it, right? But after seeing him play at the expo, I was very impressed. I mean, strictly as a guitar player, his his knowledge of chords and uh, the way he branched out some of the chords and used some nice inversions and different kinds of chordings, he he knows his stuff on guitar. There's no question about it. And his the way that he can 
alter the keys to fit his voice. I mean, that's something that, you know, a talented songwriter would know how to do. So I think that um, him playing acoustic set would be fantastic. I think it would work perfectly. And for me personally, I'd like to have it sort of how you have it, Julian, to have him with Robert, but, you know, have a bass and drum with him as well. And I thought about it, and I actually made myself a little band here saying it was Robert, vocal, Vinny on guitar. Uh, and one guy who I always seem to see, who always seems to jump in somehow with these kind of bands is Rudy Sarzo on bass. He always <laughs> seems to be in these bands, you know what I mean? So get Rudy in there, and even maybe I put down, put Bobby Rock back in. Why not even put in another person from the days of his Vinny Vincent invasion? I mean, you know, I, I think that he was a, he's a great drummer. He's technically very sound, and who knows how they would be if he would have met, you know, Vinny in the, at the Expo, too. Maybe they would have had a huge embrace, and maybe he would have been up for playing drums with them. So I kind of envisioned that sort of a lineup. Well, you, you, you went one step further than me. I wasn't able to uh, kind of think about who the players could be. One of the things that Lonnie mentioned that really struck me, again, was tears. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I, you know the air went out of the room. During oh, that performance, I, want him in there. I mean, barometer just, uh, I mean, the emotion and just how he reinterpreted. One thing I liked that this was not Gene Simmons bitching about 440 tuning on his guitar. This was a guy, he looked at his guitar, played a note and said, let me find a key. <laughs> you know, that's the difference yeah. automatically between a musician and a player. And Gene, mm -hmm. Gene will not say he's a musician, I don't think. He will say he's a player. He knows keys. He knows some technical stuff that he's picked up along the way. But for uh, you know, when it came to playing in 440 and not being able to adapt or adjust, he did adapt, but not comfortably. Vinny just said, just did. Uh, you know, and then to sing and also be interrupted and, and adjust. Again, for a guy who hasn't played publicly in 30 years, it was just stunning. So let's get into some of the sets. Um, and because I'm talking right now, I'm going to go with my first pick. And it was one that I said repeatedly that I would love to hear Vinny's take on a million to one. So thank you, Vinny. Dreams do come true. I got to hear that. That is the first song in my set um, where he to do it. Again, you can go and hear the recording. And he may say he's not a singer, but I would like him doing it with, uh, with Robert and, you know, paying homage to that Lick It Up album, which I love so much, and that song. That has always been one of my songs, whether Paul Stanley did it for Live, uh, Live to Win Tour and blew me away. Yeah, well, now we've got a taste of Vinny performing it. Lonnie, how about you? Um, my first pick is No Substitute with Robert. I think that'd be a fun way to start off with Robert off the song off the original Invasion album. Um, I think it'd be I, I think it would, uh, I don't know, get a, get someone at least like me, if a fan of the invasion, really in the mood for for what could be coming. Just Robert singing "No Substitute" acoustically with with Vinny, and they could slow it down and make it really, really bluesy, like like he did "Tears." Like I said, because I was I was such a big fan of what he did acoustically um, at the expo, so I'd love to hear "No Substitute" really toned down in a blues fashion with Robert singing. Yeah, and as as we know from that performance of Tears, he can reinterpret his own material. Sure. That that that's the part that kind of blows my mind uh, as a bit of a player is that he he is able to do things with that material. So I don't think it makes anything out of bounds or unrealistic. Mm -hmm. One other question for you, Lonnie: Since you got back from Atlanta, have you been listening to more or less Vinnie Vincent? Oh my gosh, I've been on the biggest freaking Vinnie high the last week and a half. I mean, I've been running to it. I've been doing chores around the house to it. I mean, I can't stop listening to it. Between those two Invasion albums, or, or Look It Up, or Creatures, or the Vinny demos that I have, I mean, it's like basically all I've listened to for the last two weeks. I haven't, I guess, like I said earlier, that it was the best Kiss-related event that I've been to in a long time. But it, remember, remember how you were a kid and you go to a concert, and then for like the next two weeks, it's all you listen to is that band because you're like you're on such an emotional high from it. It's exactly what I've been like since we left Atlanta. I've been on such an emotional high since Atlanta. Um, I, I can't stop listening to it. That's okay. So while you're frozen, we're gonna move on to Mark. And <laughs> Please uh... do. I'm gonna step away real quick. Yeah. So 
Um, I, I have to agree with everything you guys have been saying. I mean, the main thing that I was impressed with was the fact that he can reinterpret his material. And because of that, he makes it a lot easier to pick a set list from this material that he has. Because like you said, nothing is off limits because he can reinterpret it, right? So for me, I thought that the best way for him to start the show was to do Back on the Streets. I mean, I love the way he did it with, with Robert at the expo. And I think it's a good message as well to start off with a solid on like, you know, claiming that he's back, you know, and back on the scene again. So I think back on the streets would be a great song for him to open with. I'm curious about one thing. And, and I did ask that you be on this episode specifically because of your musical knowledge as a working musician. I'm curious, did you watch any of those videos? Uh, Mike Brun shot some stunning HD of Vinny performing. Did you, did you watch any of those and kind of zoom in on, Vinny's picking technique or uh, his fretboard with yeah. his fingering and and mm-hmm. what did you get out of that as 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 a guy who plays properly? Well, like I said, I mean, what I was mainly impressed with was the, the some of the chordings that he used were not standard, you know, you know, C chords and G chords. He had like a like he would put a C with like a low G on top of it, or he would make different like forms of the chords. And it was really nice. He'd even have like changing bass notes on top of some of the chords. I noticed that he did that on uh, Back on the Streets, which was really interesting how he kind of rep- did the uh, bass line included within the acoustic playing, which is really good. And it's very, very difficult to do if you're not skilled as a guitar player to do that, right? And I mean, and he has a very good uh, technique with his right hand, the picking, the finger picking style, because if you notice, he didn't use a pick pretty much at all, I think. I think he used it was all fingers the whole time. It was. So, so that, that, that there in itself is very impressive because for me personally, finger picking is something that I, that I could, could greatly improve on as a player. I'm not terrible at it, but it's, it is a difficult skill to, to pick up as well as he does. I mean, he did it really well. And like I said, him being able to accent some of those low bass notes and invert some of those chords and just for him to sit there and say, okay, you know what? I know what I can sing and how I can sing it. So I'm going to change the chords to suit my voice. Hats off just for that right there. Yeah, I can't finger pick to save my life. Well, some people will say I can't play to save my life either, but uh, th- there you go. You know, one of the things I do like about this this topic of taking Vinnie Vincent's um, unplugged is the irony that the pyro messiah has come with an acoustic guitar <laughs> you know yeah it, you know someone did have uh, one of the the pink jacksons uh, a chap from england came along and he was a really cool chap as well but um you know there's some pictures of him pose of that that he didn't plug in any more than you know the 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 electroacoustic that's that's perfectly valid was uh, a bit of a shocker okay another bad vinny related topic <laughs> title to throw in there but uh there you go okay moving on to my next pick what i what i will do with some of mine is play some samples of the ones that i do have because i, I do want to have this be a little bit more musical this episode so my next one is an old old demo of vinnie's uh, that he sang on as well as performed i think it may have been co-written with adam mitchell so that tells you how far back it goes 81 ish uh it's my love goes with you and he's re-recorded this i think with jeff scott soto and probably goran edmund as well um here's you know let's play 30 seconds of this What I wanted to do in my picks was uh, kind of not just have him reinterpreting the Invasion stuff or going into Euphoria EP. I don't think I want him to do an acoustic version of Heavy Metal Poontang or uh, Brainsaw. You know, I, I want the majority of my set to kind of lead itself to the artistry of Vinnie Vincent, something that a lot of us appreciate, some people hate. Um, but again, having owned a lot of these demos, I, I do appreciate the diversity of material that he wrote i mean not just like killer um mm-hmm. but 
you know, or I love it yeah. loud, but a million to one and, and the lighter stuff. So that's where I'm coming from. Okay. All right, Lonnie's back. So, uh, and just in time for your second pick, I really went on a pretty severe monologue there. So I apologize. Lonnie. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, my next pick is maybe it's the rain. I would love, I still want Julian's picks. <laughs> I would love to hear that again in the same vein. I kept, because like I said at the top of the show, I was such a big fan of how he did those songs. And I want, that's what I want out of a Vinny performance. So I thought uh, maybe it's the rain tone like that with Robert singing on acoustic, you know, reinterpreted with a, with a real sad tone on the guitar could be mind blowing in my opinion. Well, you know, uh, that that wasn't actually one yeah. of my picks, but uh, oh, why? I I, I mean, it, that's pretty freaking obscure as well. I want to see if I can find it. It is obscure. <laughs> All right, here let, let's let's play a few uh, seconds of that okay, as well. So yeah, totally obscure, but totally in the same vein of what he performed on set on at that acoustic set list. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, and he had the audacity to say he's not a singer. Well, you know what? Uh, that that's one hell of a level of mediocrity I'd like to aspire to. Mark, yeah. let, let's get over to you and your third pick, and maybe I'll even be able to play some samples of your choices too. My my second pick actually. Um, so my second pick is um actually and it's funny because i notice you guys are really touching on the melancholy and the sort of laid back thing i i'm a, i'm kind of hoping that he would do kind of both something upbeat and celebratory and some laid back stuff because i mean it's a great thing that he's coming back and doing these things with robert it doesn't have to be all down it could be up and exciting and so i'm kind of thinking of doing boys gonna rock but the Warriors version, I don't like that has the kind of eighth day verse that was in the original there that he did with the with, with that Warriors version of it. Right. Uh, I'd rather hear him do it that way than the way he did it with the invasion. I think that to me, it's more of the style I like of that song. So I, I think that I'd rather hear him do Boys Are Gonna Boys Gonna Rock that way. And I can totally see him do it with that kind of four piece band and, you know, keep it really upbeat and acoustic. It, it would sound fantastic. I think acoustic power chords, of course, the warrior versions in a different key and lower yeah. as well, slower tempo on top of all of that. So yeah, again, you know, I love where you're going with that. Let's play a little bit of uh, Vinny's original demo of back on the streets uh, with him. Of course, on the just because it goes so back, uh, you know, so deep into his career. All right, my third pick was Back on the Streets. So, you know, <laughs> Lonnie, straight over to you. I'm safe and back on the streets for a little while later. So my next pick is Gypsy in Her Eyes. Um, again, great, great song. Um, I think it would work very well in a toned-down version with Robert singing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just think, it, I just think it, 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 could, it could really come off well acoustically um, in that setting, and the, I think the Vinny fans in Nashville would, would really get a kick out of it. Oh, they would, because uh, the ones in Atlanta, that was the song getting the most call-outs when he started mm -hmm. uh, actually performing. Mm -hmm. Let's play a little bit of Vinny's demo of Gyps. Love won't just burn tonight 
Alright, that's Vinny's vocal on Gypsy in Her Eyes, and Jeff Scott Soto again has done a version. Uh, Goron has done a version. Um, and, you know, of course, on Back on the Streets, everyone and their dog seems to work. There's as many versions of that as there are Hide Your Heart. Mark, yeah. let's move on to you with uh, your third pick. Well, I figured that for the third song, we can kind of bring it down a bit. I mean, after doing opening with Back on the Street and then doing Boys Gonna Rock second, why not do uh, I Put Tears? I really like the way he did that reinterpretation of it on, on the expo there. So I think that that's definitely a song that you can still do for a piece. You know, of course, they you know they can just tone it down on drums and bass, something really subtle just with it, even if it's just him and robert doing it that would be fine in itself too but i think it's definitely a song that's important to his uh discography and i think it's also something that the fans really connected with i mean i was surprised how many people right away jumped on it after he played it because you know it's it's something that for me it's not the first song i would think of when i think of vinnie vincent you know what i mean so it's it's really nice to see that people are that aware of his you know, involvement with some of these songs. Yeah, and that was one of the interesting comments that we got on last week's episode was uh, from a former radio director who uh, took me to task for having never listened to John Waite's version of that, which I then proceeded to listen to and find very unimpressive, regardless of all the technical marvels that John Waite put into his version. For me, the the version that's always resonated is Peter Chris's because of I've told the story of my hunt for, you know, his solo albums in my Singapore days where I finally found copies of Let Me Rock You and Out of Control on cassette in Singapore. And so for me, it's always been Peter's version until I finally got a copy of Vinny's demo. And then when I got a, a, a real copy of Vinny's demo, it's absolutely exquisite what he does with it. So, you know, going back to the total reinterpretation, you know, I, I, I don't care if you've been in the music business and if John Waite's version is that stunning, um, because I've got a personal attachment with the Peter Chris and the Vinny versions, you know, John Waite just doesn't matter at this stage of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into something, even though, it, you know, obviously is a good song and done by a different artist. So, all right, my next pick. I went to Vinny's least favorite album, All Systems Go. I want to hear some stuff off that with Robert singing. Um, and my, my pick is Ashes to Ashes. power chords on his stunning rhythm playing on that track that I'm more interested I, it, nothing against Mark's vocal there I, I want to hear what Vinny can do with those chords on an acoustic turning them into either picking or some other technique in order to present that song if he can do it with um, you know tears if you think about that musically then let's throw him a real challenge with ashes to ashes which I think is a lot nicer than asking him to turn burn into a, an acoustic ballad so <laughs> Lonnie um, I went in the same thing you did I went with All Systems Go to hear Robert singing some of these songs that maybe were you know we should have heard Robert singing all along nothing against Mark though either I do enjoy it um, but I would like to hear Robert singing Love Kills I think that would be absolutely fantastic to hear Robert's interpretation of Love Kills with Vinny on an acoustic guitar. I think that could be just as special as anything that we heard in Atlanta at the Expo. Okay, I don't have that one queued up, so uh, Mark, straight to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, interestingly enough, what I kind of thought about at this point is uh, we're, you know, we're always looking back at, you know, his material from the early days and before he joined kiss, I thought it might be nice for him to, at this point, maybe put in a kiss song and a kiss song that he's involved with. And I think the song that most people probably identify with Vinnie Vincent is lick it up. And I think that you could do a, a very strong version of lick it up on acoustic with a four piece band like that very easily. And I, and I would really love to hear Robert sing that. I think that he, I think that he would probably do some really, cool stuff with that vocally i think 
Yeah, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, and they're going to have to be for my next pick, Invasion. I don't know how the hell one, do that. how they would do it, uh, but if they've got a drummer there and a bassist, there's hope. Uh, especially for that, that <laughs> intro and that main riff that goes through that song. Um, I think it's probably a nightmare that's completely unrealistic, but there you go. It's one of my all-time favorite Invasion songs, if not my favorite Invasion songs. Um, so I'm putting it in there, and if Vinny wants to laugh at me and say you're nuts, well, I probably am. Lonnie, let's move over to you. <laughs> um, I stuck with the original Invasion album for this one, and I went with Baby O. I'd love to hear that um played out and you know maybe you maybe you'd have to do some rearranging for that as well um to make it come off strong on with a couple of just a couple of acoustic guitars but i think uh i think robert and and Vinny could definitely pull it off i think it has great potential and could be a showstopper i think it'd be i think it'd be a lot of fun and that's one of the keys i think hearing robert sing anything live <laughs> of that Invasion album. That's why I'm real heavy on that album. (laughs) Yeah, whether it's acoustic or not, because he didn't tour with the album, would just be unbelievable. I don't know what he's done in his solo career, uh, whether he's ever performed any of that stuff live. So, you know, that's something I do need to check online for and see if that's the case. Mark, you're... I don't know what pick we're on. It doesn't matter. Number, Number five. So, after doing Lick It Up, one thing that I wanted to hear... And what got my you know, thoughts rolling was after him playing on stage there is what would it be like having him, if they, if they gave him a 12-string acoustic guitar, for example, and he got up there and did that time of year. I think that would be a song that would go over really well. And it, the, it, it's just screaming, though, for a 12-string acoustic guitar for that song. I mean, it, it just has that sound to it and i'm pretty sure that it was a 12 string electric that he used for the actual recording anyways it definitely sounds like it to me so i would really love to hear them do that and and to go that extra step and have him play a 12 string acoustic guitar for that i'm very sure he can do it i totally missed your song title on which one uh that time of year Again, it's just a given. I think that's going to be in everyone's set for uh, Vinny, no matter what he's performing. For my sixth picks, sixth pick, try that again. <laughs> uh, I still love you. I had I had to go to Kiss. I, I tried not to include too much Kiss in my list, just because I wanted it to be more about Vinny rather than that time of his career. But again, with uh, the songs that I've always sung the praises of, Paul Stanley's vocal performances of, every time we've ever talked about Unplugged, I always go gaga for this. So I would like to see Robert's take on a very stripped-back version of this. Again, similar to how he did A Million to One uh, or Tears, just take it all the way back to its core and uh, see what happens. Might, might be an abject failure that doesn't get out of the rehearsal hall. Who knows? Lonnie. I went with another obscure track. I went with I Want to Love You, a really old, obscure Vinny track, which I think, again, it's sticking in the same vein of the acoustic set that I would like to put together for this performance. Um, could be could be interpreted very well with, with a couple of acoustic guitars and with Robert on vocals. Really, really obscure, but really good overlooked in this I, I think that I think that he, you know, that, that was recorded like in '77, and I think you know there could be more to that than than what we have on our hands. And I think if you slowed it down quite a bit, like he slowed down Tears and like he slowed down some of the other songs that he played, I think that could be really if he and he put it in a different key, it could be really just reinvented his own song like he did with Tears. It could really be, you know, a whole new version of that song. 
I think it could be. I think it has a lot of potential. Now I, I got to call you out now uh, or get clarification. Are you talking the version off Treasure, or are you talking the Mark Slaughter demo from 1988 that didn't end up on All Systems Go? I'm talking about a version from 1977. Then, then that would general. be then that would be Treasure. So uh, oh, totally there it is. That was totally not the uh, sample that's I, I just that's played. When you played that. And I'm like, when you're saying what needs lyrics, and then you started playing it, and I was like, I wasn't going to dispute you because you know a lot more than I do. So I'm going to go there. Well, th- well, there you go. That's what happens when uh, songwriters call their stuff the same thing. All right, Mark, let's move on to you. Okay, so um, for my sixth song, I picked Ashes to Ashes, which we already talked about, um, mainly because at this point, I don't think I had anything from that second record on here, I don't think. But, um, you know, it, it's it's one of those songs, again, where I think that he could take it, make it into a very upbeat acoustic song, and I think it would work very well. And, you know, it's it's one of those songs, again, that I think that Robert would do just as good vocally as I think Vinny would do on guitar for it. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any questions about Robert's vocals. Um, he's an absolute killer. So great range, great voice. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think I've already played a sample to my next pick and that is Gypsy in her eyes. Uh, again, Vinny vocal demo. He sung it. It's been recorded so many different times. Just, uh, just do it. Lonnie back to you. I want a little more mainstream this time and I went with Lick It Up just because it is a signature track that Vinny's known for, you know, obviously a key moment in the band's history that Vinny is involved for and he'll always be remembered that he was a part of that crucial time in the band's career and he can never escape it. So I, I think Lick It Up is essential in a set list for Vinny. I managed yep. not to pick that song. Well, look at you. Yeah, I'm special. <laughs> Mark? So for my seventh, I picked Gypsy in Her Eyes, just like you did. So um, same reason, though. I mean, it's a great song, and I think it's kind of an interesting tribute to his past, you know. So why not put it in? And, you know, like you said, too, it was probably one of the most requested songs of that that time when he was there at the, at the Expo. So I think it would be a big crowd pleaser, as they say. Now, my next pick, and I'm, I'm very sorry, I can't even play a sample from this one, is I Want to Live. Which, Ooh, uh, that yeah, that's on Gene Simmons' vault. Um, and Vinny kind of clarified a little bit about this song that it actually dates from the Revenge era. This is one of the extra songs. Not, Gene's writing in, uh, or the book that accompanies the vault makes it feel like it was written in '82 and not recorded until uh, the '90s. But that Gene did demo it with Silent Rage. So I, I can't play any of it. I do apologize. But I would love to hear Vinny's take on that since that does date from the Revenge era. And that's as close as I get to the Revenge album, and I just realized. I just that, love to hear it. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you and many other people would as well. So, uh, all right, give us your next pick. Oh, uh, my next pick. I went with. We're kind of running into each other a little bit. We're getting a little deeper into this, but I went with that time of the year. I think it's totally essential as well, and it sounded so great in Atlanta that I'd love to hear a full rehearsed version of it played all the way up. I think it could be amazing. As we get deeper and deeper into this uh, process today, you know, some of the selections are going to burn. Man, you are just full of it today. I'm just, I, need, I think I should have another sip of beer. Mark. Well, for my number eighth one is actually a song that we haven't talked about yet, surprisingly enough. And it's funny because while I was doing my research for this and going through some of the stuff, because I'll be honest, I'm not nearly as versed as you and Lonnie are on uh, Vinny's back catalog. And when I stumbled across this Vinnie Vincent, Jeff Scott Soto publishing tape that he did, I, I listened to that and I was like, wow, this is great because I'm a huge Jeff Scott Soto fan. As far back as when he was with Ingve Malmsteen, there you go. As far back as when he was with Ingve, I love Jeff Scott Soto and I'm over the moon that he's in Sons of Apollo. I love that band with him leading it. It's it's a, it's I just love his vocals and I picked Young Blood, Young Fire. I think that's a really cool song that they did on that. And I think that, you know, that again could be interpreted into a kind of a rock and acoustic song with them playing on it. And it was funny, before I put down Robert Fleshman for vocals on this, I was that close to. You were that close to freezing. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is the he Canadian. He was close. The he got that close to it. Canadian and, Wi-Fi. You know, <laughs> while Mark's all frozen, here's a little. froze up there just as you're this close so if you can remember what you were saying uh, oh i was gonna say that i was this close to picking jeff scott soda as the vocalist for Vinny's comeback show you were wow yeah. that's a shocker hmm. i Don't think that he would have been just as good yeah, I mean, I think I, I like I love his singing. I mean, I've always loved it. Like I said, as far back as Ingve sure. Malmsteen, I've loved his voice. The, but you know, I think Robert has more of a connection, obviously, with him. So it would make more logical sense to put him in. Yeah, I think I think Jeff Scott Soto has been interviewed and asked, uh, you know, numerous times about the demos he recorded with Vinny, and they were nothing more than uh, convenience for publishing. And you know, the, that's that's as far as their bond went. Is I need someone who can actually sing come in and sing it but you know what he did do a good job that version i just played is of course with Vinny on lead vocals which is a nice segue into my pick because this was recorded on that by jeff scott soto as well it's forbidden um again here's a little bit with Vinny singing and uh to me it just makes sense Pop. I think it'll translate perfectly onto an acoustic, and uh, maybe Robert can do something uh, a bit better with the vocal just to take it in a slightly different direction. Lonnie, what's up for your next pick? Um, I went with Tears as my next one. Um, again, in the exact same vein that he played it in Atlantis, as slow as possible, and as slow as possible, and as bluesy as has he played it, um, and maybe even I, I would really love to hear Vinny sing that whole song actually maybe have robert just sit this one out even tambourine um yeah just to hear Vinny Vinny do this whole song in that vein that he started the song from start to finish because obviously i told the story last week i wasn't even in the room when it happened but when i watched it on youtube my mouth like hit the floor when he went into tears i like i just couldn't believe it so i would i would love to hear every rehearsed version in that same exact frame of mind played out with him singing so that, that that'd be my pick for sure well um let's do a little bit of tears i don't believe i played any of that one yet and i love this Vinny, you started Tears in Atlanta. You gotta play the whole thing gotta for us. You gotta do the whole thing for us in Nashville because you can't let you can't leave it unfinished. That that would just not be um, not be acceptable. It was too good. It was too good not to have a finished finished version of it. Nice pick, Lonnie. Mark, let's move on to yours. So um, I know we probably picked this as well, but uh, I thought a good song to do next would be No Substitute. Again, I picked some of these songs because not only because of Vinny, but a lot of these songs I can see Robert doing a great job singing. I mean, they're the, these songs are, you know, just like seem like they're just perfectly for him for him anyways, right? To sing. So um, I, I think it's a it's a pretty strong song, and uh, again. T- just envisioning how he could reinterpret these songs on the acoustic guitar. It's, it's really exciting. And I'm, and I really hope he pulls out some of these songs and does an actual, you know, decent length set when he goes to Nashville. Excellent. Good, good choice. Okay. I'm going to 
Guitar Mageddon or Guitars from Hell. And uh, say that after a couple of beers. Invincible. I, I think I need a pick from Vinny here that um, really kind of speaks to some of the emotions that he expressed in his three Q&A sessions that he's been in hell for 20 years. And maybe with the love that he received at these expos and hopefully the same at Nashville, that he feels that he's coming through it. And maybe perhaps he's just feeling a little bit invincible now. So here's a little bit of that. is um run into each other a little bit more but my next pick is a million to one um like you said i think everybody wanted to hear it if any interpretation of that song we got a little bit of it let's get the whole thing of it i'd love to hear it i think it, it's and if there's such a thing as a signature vinny track that's definitely um at the top of the list so a million to one for sure nice pick mark so for my 10th one i picked i need love it's one of those songs I think that he can do very much in a slowed down kind of bluesy feel to it. I think that it would uh, go over really well. I mean, he 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 has so much skill as a guitar player. I mean, and and he can do so many different styles very well. You know, from the finger picking to shredding to everything. I mean, I can't imagine him doing a bluesy number and it not sounding good. Great pick. Hold yeah, on. I think I Need Love works a whole lot better acoustically than Shoot You Full of Love. So I think if you're gonna if you're gonna pick between the two on an acoustic set, I think I Need Love definitely works a whole lot better. I agree. Yeah, I actually thought about picking that one, so and I took it off my list. So I'm I'm glad someone put it back on. All right, I'm going deep into Vinny's early days here, and since Lonnie's already picked something off the Treasure album, excuse me, turn yourself around. One of the two Vinny uh, written tracks off that, it, you know, it's pure pop. It's power pop. It's, you know, cheesy corn syrupy, just pop music. And uh, I want him to slow it down a little bit, take some of the energy out of it and go a, a little bit more dirgy on the acoustics. So um, I'm not going to play a sample of that. Lonnie. Um, my next pick is Ecstasy. I think that could be a lot of fun with Robert singing it um, to get his interpretation of that song even slowed down some more. I think Ecstasy could really be a great song in a, in a Vinny acoustic set and a lot of fun. Mark Slaughter has invested in a Lonnie doll that he's currently sticking pins <laughs> into. <laughs> Just because I want to hear Robert do all his songs off of all systems go. You know, you know, the next thing you're going to suggest, Lonnie, is that... Uh, Robert should re-record All Systems Go with, uh, and, and Vinny can. Uh... That's that's a show for next week. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> All right, Mark, your your next choice there. So for my eleventh pick, um, I decided to pick uh, Love Kills mainly because I think it's a song that um, is pretty going to be identifiable with a lot of people in the in the general sense because it was on a soundtrack right with nightmare on elm street so i think that that's one of those songs that he could probably put near the end of his set as one of the you know the big popular songs that people would probably identify with more than some of the other songs we discussed because you know how it is once you put a song on a movie you know you open yourself up to a whole branch of people that may not have listened to your music otherwise right or even know who the artist is who's performing that wonderful song during the movie yeah, I've got a. I I did have this sample queued up, so here's a little bit of Love Kills. Okay, so it's uh, now my choice again. So I'm gone into a really obscure demo here that I'm only aware of a version that he recorded with Goran, 
and it is over you again a little bit balladly so it's well suited towards the acoustic guitar here's a little bit for anyone who has no idea what i'm talking about Um, I went a little more mainstream and I, I, I got away from uh, Mark Slaughter and I went with I Still Love You just because um, it's a great co-write for Vinny and obviously the band thought a lot of it if they went with, with this instead of Back on the Streets for Creatures, which he did hint that there is a Paul Stanley version of Back on the Streets with mm, there is. That doesn't it, that doesn't make the bootleggers just mouths drool. I don't know what would. But anyway, I still love you is would be my next pick. It's great Vinny Cody. Maybe on the six thousand dollar Paul Stanley box. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, have, you'll, you'll have a half a chance of hearing it. I, you know, again, so much of that shit. I mean it's like it exists. It exists. Vinny talked about it. And they, they considered doing a Creatures Deluxe Edition, but didn't have the material. Yeah, bullshit. They had lots didn't of... The they, they had They had the legal issues, I'm sure, uh, which would have been a nightmare to surmount, but maybe with Vinny coming a little bit, bit back into um, public life, maybe some things can be worked out to everyone's mutual benefit that they do go ahead and do a Creatures Deluxe Edition now. You know, maybe the first step was getting that song on Gene's vault... And who knows what's possible or not possible. There may be publishing or other legal issues that just say it's absolutely impossible. You're never going to get the version of Creatures that has that or the demos to the songs or uh, the outtakes in pristine quality. And you just shit out of luck, Kiss fans. But that'd be a terrible shame. Mark, it breaks your heart, doesn't it? It does. It makes me, gives me tears. <laughs> okay, so... My, I never ended up writing, or never ended up putting 15 songs on mine. I only had 13. So my last two, I kind of look at as the kind of end of his set. And I figured at this point in his set, one thing I really noticed about Vinny is that he was very uh, heartfelt and genuine about when he talked about Paul and Eric Carr and all these guys and how much he loved them and missed them and stuff. And, uh, I think at this point it might be nice if he were to do a tribute to some of the people like that in that he played with. And I picked um, All Hell's Breaking Loose because I've seen that he does apparently have a writing credit within that song. So, And I think that that would be a nice tribute to Eric Carr if they did that song acoustically. I don't know how that would sound. It would have to probably work it out. But, you know, I think as a tribute to Eric Carr, I think it would be a nice song for him to play. Excellent. So let's see, where where are we up to now? Pick, that was your, that was twelve. That was twelve. So all right. So my last three are ones that you've all covered. So uh, love kills that time of year, and I want the final encore to be tears. I want him to close that because obviously he's closing his set out, and there may never be another performance. Uh, so he's going to leave us all in tears, and it's obviously his first major hit. Um, you know, even though it predated look it up and all that so uh that that's the rest of mine lonnie um for the rest of mine i had to squeeze in a revenge song and that should be no surprise to anyone <laughs> but i had to squeeze in you know unholy i i have some un, i have some versions of unholy from the convention tour and it just doesn't work you know they they played around there a few times the convention tour it just doesn't work so i went with i just wanna acoustically it could work acoustically i don't mm-hmm. see why not so I went with I just want to because I had to squeeze in a revenge song in there. It just wouldn't be right if if there was a Vinny performance and there wasn't something from Revenge in there. So I went with I just want to be fun to hear Robert sing that. I think it could be um, quite entertaining and quite good, actually. And then to close out my set, I went with Back on the Streets. And then the very last song is Boys Are Gonna Rock. Oh, nice. So all right. Close so- it out strong. So, Mark, you, yeah. you, you've you done all yours. I've done all mine. I have mine. one more. Oh, you do? Oh, 
Ooh. Yeah, I just have the, the last song is which I figured that since he did a tribute to Eric, I figured that he would do a tribute to Paul and end on a high note for him and for Robert Flashman and end with I Still Love You. So I think that that would be a good way to end. Nice positive message. You know, one of the, the tough parts about going through this was I, I thought about including some Fleischman stuff um, way back when, you know, I was kind of first getting into harder rock music. I had a copy of Robert's 1979 Arista album, and it had a really catchy song on it called Ace in the Hole, which I was thinking mm-hmm. about maybe throwing that in because of the title, obviously. Um but that, that one's got a really cool song that Jimmy Crespo, who uh, was obviously the substitute guitarist in Aerosmith, played on mm-hmm. that track. So that that was one. Another one I kind of debated putting into my list was uh, Happy Birthday USA, which was, of course, the, the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the first about that too. Winnie LeCou. Uh, and uh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even remember now off the top of my head. But uh, the, the... la, 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 la. That was my ringtone for the longest time. That's the exorcism of Karsnicks, um, which is the B-side to Happy Birthday USA, which is just, I don't even know if Vinny's on there. It's just so insane. Were there any that nearly made either of your lists? And, you know, you mentioned Unholy that you didn't think would work, Lonnie. Um, mm-hmm. Any others from the catalog or any of the catalogs that you think of going outside of, you know, maybe to Fleischmann and uh, having Vinny do an acoustic version of Wheel in the Sky? Well, I like how Mark did I Need Love. And like I said, I think it would work a whole lot more acoustically than Shoot You Full of Love. I really like Shoot You Full of Love, but I don't think it would work acoustically. So I think I Need Love, with, which is, you know, obviously a lot of the same lyrics as Shoot You Full of Love, I think was a great choice because I I think that would work a whole lot better. I I really wanted to include Shoot You Full of Love, but I just just couldn't see it working acoustically. So... Um, as much as I enjoy it, I just didn't think it would work. So that was that was the one I really wanted to pick, but I just I just couldn't do it. Other than Unholy, of course. That that's one of the songs that I really, really do. I even have it on here. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I, I'm stretching. I I do. And oh, if if Winamp, yeah, I still use Winamp. Loads up fast <laughs> enough. Ah, come on, come on, come on. I had this up on uh, YouTube briefly this week, and Again, it's kind of the best of both worlds for me in a little bit. Mark Slaughter, do he shoot me full of love? <laughs> and Robert Fleischman has one too. Um, yeah, you know, there's, out. there's so much stuff. Mark <laughs> turned this off. What about you, Mark? Was, were there any picks that you kind of struggled with justifying putting on that you left off your your list there? Um, well, I mean, there's obviously songs on both of his Vinnie Vincent albums that were just like over the top, you know, shredding songs and stuff like that that you just have a hard time thinking about reinterpreting even you know as skilled as Vinny is um I think all the songs I picked are songs I think that are believable to do that could be trans transmuted into something more feasible on an acoustic guitar so but and like I said before I'm being totally honest that I don't have as much knowledge of his back catalog as you guys do I mean I don't I don't know too much of the treasure stuff and any of that stuff so I'm um, who knows? There could have been other things that I could have picked or might have picked had I known it. But from what I do know and what I did research, uh, I'm pretty satisfied with what I picked for my songs. Yeah. You know, everything that I get out of this is what I see Vinny as as a 65 year old coming back into the limelight. Uh, a bit like Johnny Cash's American recordings, where he goes mm. back in and particularly hurt. You know, when he really took that in a completely different direction, I think Vinny, as a singer and supported by Robert, also singing, could do some, not necessarily on the same level as Cash, because obviously Johnny Cash is 
a whole different level. Um, yeah. But could do some similarly very interesting things with his arrangements and his material. So, you know, we've gone through our picks of what we'd like to see Vinny doing Unplugged, how we'd like to see him doing. What are the sorts of songs that you would like to see Vinny doing? If you're putting together, you know, whatever, 12 to 15 song Vinny Vincent Unplugged album, who do you want playing on it? How would you want it structured? And what are the songs that you think should definitely be on there? And And by the way, go through our list and say, Mark, you're nuts for picking that. Julian, you're an idiot for picking that. Lonnie, think again on that. You know, what did you think about our picks? So whether you read us, watch us on uh, YouTube, Vimeo, or wherever, leave a comment. You know, what what did we pick well? What do you want? And I guess that's it for today. So we do thank you for listening. So from Lonnie, from Mark and myself, we'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.